We evolved from a process of closing sales to opening conversations, right? And that's that's what we're you know, working with Gary's team out there in, in uh, Arizona. And you know, Russ is out there every month and on Zoom calls with these guys, teaching them how to open the conversations. And it's early on in this, and these guys are you know, with the right tools and the process, because they also have our price book too. They didn't have a price book that was working for them. We give them a price book, and these guys are loving it. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're killing it, their average ticket's up. I mean, you know, I talked to, to Chris the other day, and he says, he, goes, he goes, this is fantastic. He goes, I can see what my numbers are right away. He goes, I know my number's up from 7,500 to 8,920. And uh, he says our, our, our conversions are up, and he says, and, and, the, and the guys are absolutely loving it. He goes, we, we are converting more opportunities now, but the opportunities are a result of what you're talking about. You have the framework, you know. In Philly, uh, it didn't work this year, unfortunately, with the Sixers, but trust the process, right? right? You know, have a process, work the process, whatever the process. My way is a way; it's not the only way. Your way is a way; it's not the only way. His way is a way; it's not the only way. But find a way that is going to be yours, that's going to be tied to your culture and core values, um, because that's the one thing that doesn't change throughout any of this, is, is the culture and the core values. That's what really you know, drives all this. And, and so a lot of companies, they want to run six, eight, 10, 12 calls. Why? Because they want to run every service call. That's the way they think. Other companies look at it and say, I want to give the best experience to a customer. And so when things get busy during the summer, they still they might put an extra call on a guy, but they're not going to go from four to ten. Right. Right. You, culture would uh, would say to you, you cannot compromise the process. Right. And, and so, the, you know, this gentleman, he talks about it all the time. Gary is on all the videos, in all the classes, in all the content. I mean, several of the, you know the conversations we've had today. He talks about culture. Right. Yeah. And that is what drives all of this. You know, it drives the first stage on the, you know, the meet and greet and the introduction and kind of being transparent. And then the second part where you talk about the mechanical magic, it says, we will take the time necessary to do a complete and thorough diagnostic of the entire system. We'll, we'll pull out if we have error advice. We'll, we'll set up the error advice monitor. We'll check the, you know, the air quality. We're also going to check airflow. I'm not going to assume just because they're part of my company and you know, we have the National Comfort Institute protocols in place that we've checked static pressure on every other time that we've been out here. I'm not going to assume that the static pressure is right on the duct system. I'm going to check it, right? right. It's, it's like, yes, I've been to the doctor many times in the last year uh, since my heart attack and, and you know, basically death. And you know, the one thing I go in and they check every time, temperature, weight, blood pressure, right. you know, uh, EKG, they, they go through it all. There's, they're right. not skipping steps. Yo, Mr. Yeah. Cameron, you've been in here six times. We've seen you. You've been doing good yeah. the last six times. We've seen you. You know what? Well, let's just skip the EKG this time, right? right? <laughs> Not no, it, it, that's such an important point. Uh, when we talk about, again, relative perceived value, we talk about the perceived part, which is the homeowner seeing it. The relative part is really important, too. Value does not exist in the abstract. If I said, how much is a pair of shoes worth? We would all have a different number. The, the value of shoes is different for all of us. It depends on your circumstances. It's relative to you. So if you have a really chronic foot problem, you know, the right orthopedic shoes might be worth hundreds of dollars to you. If you were raised without shoes in the South, shoes may have a nominal value. It all depends on the situation. And I think it's so important that when you talk about, you can't just assume that, well, it was okay last time we were here last year. 
it's the same assumption. If you told me last year you were not interested in the IEQ, and I see that in my notes, I can't assume that that's the case this year. What if the circumstances changed? What if, what if now my, 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 my kids have allergies? What if last year you weren't interested in a new air conditioner, but this summer my wife is pregnant and she doesn't want a mediocre air conditioner? You know, we've got to make sure the example I use a lot in my training, for example, I'll say, okay, if you came to me right now and says, Wally, I've got a bottle of water here you can have for a hundred bucks. I wouldn't give you a hundred bucks. Why? I'm not that thirsty. I got three free bottles right here behind the lectern. I'm not going to give you a hundred bucks. But if next summer I was stranded in the desert somewhere after a week and dying of dehydration and you came driving by the highway and said, hey, I still got that bottle of water for a hundred bucks, I'd jump at it. The situation was different. It's all relative. We can't assume because they weren't interested last year in something, they wouldn't be this year. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard technicians say, well, it, they just want me to go in every time and talk about this and that and the other accessory and blah. And blah. They weren't interested last year. They're not interested this year. Well, maybe they are. Maybe the situation changed. And I think that's so important what you're saying that every call, it's a, it's a new call. You can't look at the notes and base what you're doing today based on what happened last year on the call. It's so important to take a fresh look every time. Every time. I mean, and there's so many um, examples of this, right? If you, I've seen the Rolling Stones like 25 times. They do not not play satisfaction, right? right? <laughs> they're, they're always gonna do it, right? Because it's expected. Right. And, and so, yes, you're right. This situation could change. A little inconvenient virus may have popped up this year. <laughs> and also, Who knows? You're, you're like hypervigilant about indoor air quality. Whereas before, it was like the, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Right. And, and, and so the complaint that we always hear, right, is um, the technicians or somebody in the company will invariably say to us, well, our homeowners are always saying to us, every time you send a technician to my house, he's always trying to sell me something. Right. Because that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to sell something. And you need to give information in a purified fashion, unbiased, and just say, you know, I'd rather apologize once for oversharing information, you know, than, you know, a lack of sharing information. And you later having a situation that develops as a result of me not sharing some piece of information with you, or you having a concern that we didn't address that we could have addressed. Right. And, and so, you know, I'd rather apologize once for oversharing. Yeah, I bet. the conversation that we have is, you know, I, the reason I want to share this, how would you feel if I didn't share it with you and it turns out to be a problem next week, you, right. you'd be upset with me. Yeah, shoulder so, doctor, yeah. shoulder doctor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Your exactly. video. So the exact opposite is also true, as you guys were talking. So a lot of times I'll hear technicians when we're, you know, talking about having these conversations, they'll say, well, what are the homeowners going to say? Because like every time before we just went in and, and, and changed the filter and left. You know, now we're going to start trying to have these conversations. The homeowner's going to say, well, you know, how come you never brought this stuff up before? And I just tell technicians, you just tell them, our company is adopting a new focus on customer needs and customer satisfaction and quality of life, and now we're being trained to have these conversations. So, I mean, it could be sometimes technicians are afraid because they had the conversation before, what they feel like is too many times. Other times technicians feel like, well, we never had these conversations before. You just got to, you know say the right words, whatever it is. If it's, if it's you offered it last time and they say, well, you offered this last time I wasn't interested, well, our job, Mr. Homeowner, is to make sure we don't miss anything. We're going to cover all the bases. If we didn't mention it before, we're learning a new way, a more customer-centric way to approach these calls. We, we see it everywhere nowadays. I mean, we're obviously all of us are on planes, right? I mean, 
Okay, so basically what you're saying is an American and United and Delta, none of these guys cared about our health before? You weren't sanitizing your planes before? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> now it's like, you know, they're explaining. We've wiped down the entire plane. Right. We came in with a uh, uh, some desanitizer spray, and then it was some other... Handing well, you a sanitizer when you get in your seat. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yes. no more cocktails. Sanitizer. Sanitizer, right. right. <laughs> yes. Which really sucks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but... but is it that they didn't care before? No, it's a new process. We're more aware, right? So new information. Today, we're more aware that equipment size is more important than ever. So you got to do load calculations. You got to check airflow. Yeah. Right. That what was it? That it wasn't important ten years ago. Well, it's not that it wasn't important. We just didn't know the severity of it. It's also right. why there's ACCA Manual J version eight. It doesn't mean the first version seven were wrong. We just understand how houses perform better right. and construction materials perform. Awesome. All right, so we covered kind of step one, transparency, position of trust, explain what's going to happen on the call. Step two, mechanical magic, uh, explain to the homeowner in detail what we're doing, educate them as much as possible, get them involved in the diagnostic. Don't shortcut it. Don't shortcut it. Uh, be willing to take the time. Uh, and then step three is kind of like conclusion, recommendations, analysis, whatever it's referred to. And the thing I really like to stress with technicians on this is if, if you went to the doctor and they took some blood tests and the doctor called you up next week and said, hey, I got your blood test results back. We need to talk. Right away, you know something serious up, right? Uh, with our homeowners, we want to create that same kind of dynamic at the end. We don't want to just give recommendations as they're walking out of the house. We want to have like, I like to distinguish that part of the conversation. Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I've discovered a lot about your system today. Uh, I've got some information to share with you. Can we sit down and talk? Right, whenever somebody says, can we have a talk? When your wife says, we got to have a talk, you know it's serious, right? You know you're probably in trouble, but you know, and, and you want to make sure with your homeowner, is there a place we can sit down and have a talk? So you can explain those findings, those recommendations, multiple options, all the things that you're talking about. Talk to us, uh, I want to hear from both of you on this, how important that separate conversation, and, and, and I always say that, you know, that might be the last 10 or 15 minutes of the call, but the first hour, you know, you didn't really get paid because you didn't do much, you did the maintenance. All your financial success, your income, comes from solving problems, recommending solutions. That all happens in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Talk to us, Drew, about the importance of the talk with your homeowner. Well, yeah, uh, again, transparency is critical, right? And so I love what you're saying is, you know, let them know this is serious. And, and, and my job is to educate you, tell you what's going on, how we got to here. What, if, I can, if I know what caused the situation, tell you what caused the situation. Could it have been prevented, right? Um, what else might you expect coming down the line, possibly, in the next, you know, six months? Because most homeowners, I think, they expect their system, when you repair it, to function for at least the rest of the season and maybe even another season, right? So, but at the very least, at least the rest of the season. So let them know what else could likely happen because invariably, if you replace, if you end up and they only give you the permission, the authority to replace the one component, the part, the failed component, and then next thing you know is the capacitor goes. So the contactor was the bad thing today. And then the capacitor goes in three weeks you know invariably the customer is thinking, well, I didn't have a problem with the capacitor before. <laughs> and you were just here. And you were just here. You touched it, right? You own it, right? Yeah. So you've got to let them know what are the likelihood of other potential problems. That's why we talk about bundling solutions, bundling options, bundling repairs with, for customers. Let them know, hey, 
we can take care of all of this today, so this is not a problem whatsoever. And if it does fail, we'll fix it for free um, within this window of time. Or Lifetime guarantee. Lifetime guarantee on all repairs in some companies. Um, some companies do one year, some companies do five, some companies do lifetime. So you can let them know, you know, give them options, be completely transparent. The other thing is, is it can't be all doom and gloom, right? There's got to be something, you know, good that you found, something that they're doing right. Hey, you're at least having the system, you know, maintained on an annual basis. We're having the filters checked. We're having the things, you know, replaced. But whatever you're, you're doing, or your duct system's in good shape, give them something that is good. Because it can't be all just doom and gloom. Because then it just, it just seems like you're trying to pounce or pile on. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's transparency. It's, giving, it's sharing findings and options with customers, giving customers multiple options, bundling some of those repairs, you know, for them. And then let them know also that there is some, you know, what did you find that's good? Maybe they're doing something good. The fact that they actually you know, have us on a, on a maintenance program, that, that's a good thing. He, he said the key phrase for me, it's what, what we try to promote, uh, share findings. Was it iconic? No, share, your, your hair is iconic. <laughs> legendary. <laughs> legendary. Legendary. What if iconic now? Legendary, legendary and iconic. <laughs> no, that, that, how we, uh, the talk feels uh, like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I did something wrong. Yeah. So we, we, you used the phrase just a minute ago, I'd like to share my findings with you. So that allows me to present positive options and also things that maybe that need fixed. So that I prefer that phraseology, just you know, from a training point of view. That's that's habit, though. So if you have you know habits that are good and you have habits that are bad, so when somebody says we need to talk, that makes me it, it creates anxiety for me as a consumer. Um, I like the idea of saying, you know, through the process we're going to do this, this, and this, and then at the end. I'll come back and I'll share my findings with you. So I'm ready to share my findings. You can present the idea that, you know, the system looks good. Here's some recommendations. I notice you don't have necessarily the indoor air quality. I mean, you can kind of go through the discussions. Yeah. So I really love that phraseology. Share, right? I mean, everything we, uh, there's, there's a book, right? Every, everything that we need to know, we learned in kindergarten, right? Sharing is caring. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. sharing findings and options with customers. <clears throat> There's the one word in there that we, we try and stay away from, and it's hard, right? Because it's the game that we're in, right? Recommendations. Yeah, here's what I suggest. Here's what we recommend. When, when you suggest, when you recommend, you make money. It's a subtle word, but Russ and I have kind of over the last 10 years of working together, we've, we've, just, we've, we've shifted the word, here are some things you may want to consider, right? So there are considerations. Because now what I'm doing is instead of saying, I recommend that you have you know, the Blantons, is that what it is, right? That is Blantons. The Blantons. I recommend that you have the Blantons. Say, well, based on you, you know, the, you know, what you, you say you like in a whiskey, you may want to consider the Blantons. Also, I happen to have the Whistle Pig, okay? See, so now I'm presenting something. I'm putting it out there for you to consider without kind of the emphasis behind it. It's such a subtle shift in perception from the homeowner that it doesn't come across as bias. Right. And so now I will consider that information purified, and I will say, okay, you know what, I'll go with this one, right? Maybe it's the middle of the road option. And whatever they go with, that's a great solution. Why did you pick that? Or they engage with questions, yeah, or they engage and with questions. you can clarify and purify that and get them what they, they might like the whistle They better. might like the whistle yeah. And just for purposes of clarification for our viewers, <laughs> when I talk about the talk, I'm, it's the metaphor I'm talking yes. about, about having a separate section. But certainly, uh, you know, we wouldn't use that language like we need to talk, right? It would be like, you know, I'd like to share with you what I found today, you know, that type of thing. Wally, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to make it perfectly clear to our listeners or viewers, 
uh, we don't want to go to our homeowner and say, hey, we need to talk. Because you're getting fired and divorced. <laughs> yeah, I, I use that as a metaphor. I did something wrong. I know that. My point is it needs to be a separate event in the call. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, Drew, that I really, really agree on and want to just kind of elaborate on is this uh, good news, bad news, right? Or, or what I say, good news, not so good news. I think it's critically important that you find something good to say about the system. Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I have some good news and some not so good news. The good news is whatever it is. And you can always find something good mm -hmm. to say about anything. I'm reminded of uh, that scene in uh, Night Shift, Michael Keaton and uh, Arthur Fonzarelli. Henry, 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 Henry Winkler. Yeah, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the movie, they're, they work in this morgue, and Michael Keaton's the real rambunctious, outgoing, charismatic guy, and, and Henry Winkler is this, you know, kind of nerdy, you know, scientific kind of guy at the morgue. And the plot of the movie is they end up running a prostitution ring out of the morgue, not for, you know, bad reasons, but because they want to give the, you know, the girls health benefits and vacation, and they're trying to organize, you know. <laughs> but there's this scene where Michael Keaton goes over to Henry Winkler's desk, and Henry Winkler has a picture of his fiance. And Michael Keaton comes up and says, uh, hey, is this your girl? And Henry Winkler says, yeah, that's my fiance. Looks at it and goes, hmm, nice frame. <laughs> There's always something nice you can find to say. And it's critically important to make sure that we, we, we say, you know, here are the good things I found. And again, I don't use the bad, I say the not so good things yeah, like that, that we found. Like and, that. You know, here's some things to consider to discuss. Here's some things we might consider. Here's because some things that, we can and, enhance. And, right. And I want to call attention to that. You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Your, your way with words breaking it down to that simplistic thing, that, that phraseology, the good and not so good, right? Because words have meaning, words have power, choose wisely. I say it all the time. I, that's why, you know, some of the words that we say in these videos. You know, I'll, I'll correct myself, I'll catch myself, or right. you know, we'll catch each other, right? But um, the, the weight of that is incredible. And I want our listeners and our viewers to, you know, to, to, to understand that. The good and not so good versus the good and the bad, right? right? Because let's make no mistake about this. Customers understand that this is transactional. And they might think that you may use certain phraseology to carry... A, a certain, put a little weight on the scale, if you will, right? right? The bad. Let me tell you, oh, you gotta do something about that. He said, Here, here's the good and here's the not so good. Here's some things you could consider. Right, right.